Blog Talk Radio. I've always felt different. I've always seen things, but when I tried to express them as a child, I was always told to ignore it. There were people that I didn't know that came to me and said, I have this message that I keep getting that I have to deliver to you. All of a sudden, out of the shadows, a homeless man just jumped right in front of me, and he said, I'm a soul just like you. I love it. I wanted to understand the universe and who and what we are and what are we doing here. We're all part of this amazing soul wave tapping into each other. This was a major life changer. You are a light. You have helped me a ton. Thank you. You've given me the courage to live more from my soul. Millions of people are awakening. So wake up with Michelle Miche. Be pleased to hear the best-selling authors and experts in the fields of cutting-edge self-help, personal growth, metaphysics, and spirituality. The soul path of awakening. Understand what living awake is. Hey, all. Welcome. Great to connect with all of you here on Awakenings Podcast. Awakenings with Michelle Miche and all of you. Ooh, what a Wednesday. Okay, so um, you're calling in for the first time. Um, press 1 on your keypad. If you'd like to know that number, it's 347-539-5122. That's 347-539-5122. If you're new to the program, first half of the program, I tune in a bit as to what my higher self, guides, and oversouls have been saying, and also via your email questions um, and if you have any questions or would like to share any of your insights or thoughts on awakening um, you can email me at awakeningspodcast at gmail.com and uh, you can listen to the chat as much as you want if you want to interact in the chat but you need to just set up a BTR profile blog talk radio profile easy to do um, okay sorry about the chat you know, this chat room, and shout out to um, Di. A few people have emailed in, including the producer, Sadie, and myself, that we really do not like the chat. I like that it comes in one window. I think that's brilliant, but everything is so small, and the red, you know, it's just not friendly for interaction. So anyway, uh, feel free to email Blog Talk Radio. This is your community, one of your communities. This is um, it's important to do. And we're going to see since you know Flash is being out um, phased out, which is what the other chat is. Uh, Tammy in the chat saying not a fan either. Yeah, not enough emojis for our, our emoticons for our energy and motion to come through more visually. And the way that it's laid out, it does not lay out in a way that's great for interaction. Um, and there needs to be various colors for font. Anyway, VTAR, if you're listening, and I've got a, they got back to me. Apparently, they got back to die as well. And so we shall see. I'm sure a lot more people have been. Uh, or do Denise, Denise, die and Denise. Denise, who's in the chat from Australia. Um, yeah, we had a couple people. So. Uh, Diane and Denise, myself, uh, what other person? Charlene also. Okay, all women. So, <laughs> so yeah, you can. Um, I don't know how they how how they did it. See, I did it through the studio, but anyway, um, mandolin at Blog Talk Radio dash inc dash intercom dash mail. Maybe it's in your in your mail 
So uh, she seems to get back to people. I'm not sure who got back to me. I've yet to, I've got to respond back. They want some more specifics. So I think we can uh, do that for them. So, hey, Tammy, let's see. Not a fan either. We'll make the best of it. And I can't share links. Oh, well, that's, see, that's, eh, eh. <laughs> So they're figuring it out. We'll make the best of it. But it's good to voice what you need and want. That seems to be a theme. And, you know, you've got to express, we may or may not get it. I know I've had a couple instances in my life and I was shocked with the person couldn't get it, you know, like how I needed support. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's next level for all of us in our learning and tailoring our experience and connecting with people that are more resonant and there's more coherence, which means there can be some communication bumps in the road um, as well within ourselves and communicating with others. Because um, we've all been taught to just take whatever or, you know, varying degrees of, and especially if you're a light worker or an empath, you kind of have been being there for people, you know, a lot, holding the space, listening hours to them talking and not asking for, you know, not responding. And that's, again, I feel a lot of light workers, what we're learning, um, Sarsi, you know, we're pretty succulent, pretty, pretty self-sufficient, but one of the learning lessons is to open up and share more, share more of what you're going through, share more of what you need and want, and sometimes people can't handle it because they're not used to someone saying, hey, I really need this, or I, I appreciate this approach, or this works better for me, or what I really need right now is X, Y, and Z, you know, not ABC. ABC is good. It's coming from the heart. I know you care. But what I need now is X, Y, Z. And either the people or person or the company or the job can provide that, can take it, or not. And, again, that's what determines. That's why I love relating more from a soul level because it really we're moving more into the whole idea of resonance and coherence. So in saying that and keeping it real, I do want to let people know one of our community members, and, you know, all of our communities interlap. Many of you listen to a lot of other programs or blogs or, you know, have are part of groups on Facebook. We do have our Awakenings um, group, which is growing. We're up to 600. I couldn't believe it. Um, I'm very organic in how things are growing. I'm not really promoting or our company is not really promoting or putting it out there, maybe at some point, but right now it's just more. And Awakenings, the Facebook, there's Awakenings with Michelle Mache. If you guys would like that page, that would be great. They change the way you can interact on the pages. Um, the whole I, reason I started the Awakenings with Michelle Mache page was for, to hear from all of you. What are you going through? What do you want to know more of? Ask questions. Share what you're going through, your own insights, your own learning, your own understanding, your own experiences. And then Facebook, in its oh, horrible move, um, made it so that if other people are commenting other than the page, I guess, owner or who the page is for or the admins, you get pushed to the side, and it's very hard to see or interact. So we started um, just recently kind of putting more energy into it, I'd say this year, the Awakenings group, which I really love. Gosh, some of the stuff that gets posted in there is just amazing from – it's not really to advertise. I mean, you can share what you're doing as long as it's in the context of how you would with a friend. 
okay? And what's really about a little bit of more self-revealing, whatever you're posting, whether it's a picture or with words or meme or whatever, that would be reflective of what you're going through and others are going through or in the, in the um, spirit of wanting to help each other and, and con- contribute. So it's not really a lot of, you know, just copy and paste, hey, I'm doing this or this workshop or that. I did share a, um, a recent uh, article that I was featured in or blog post to a contributor to um, upjourney.com. Shout out to them and to Carmen. Very, very nice uh, editor there. And um, so I contribute to different online publications as an expert in my field or fields or the genre of what I do. So you can check that out. Um, but, yeah, we all interconnect through YouTube, that wonderful YouTube community, Facebook, Instagram, a little bit Twitter. Um, but really, I feel Facebook, Instagram, which, of course, is owned by the same people, and uh, YouTube. And, of course, here on Blog Talk Radio, where we can really interact more, you can call in, we can chat, uh, you can get readings, you can talk, you can interface in the uh, chat room and share your insights. I call the chat room is my cohorts, co-pilots, really ground the energy and always great wisdom and insight and intuition in there as well. So we had, um, some of you don't know her, some of you do from Facebook, some of you know her from some teleworkshops that I facilitated, Carol Falter, crossed over, passed, um, had been challenged greatly with a brain tumor. And um, I just found out last night, so I was a bit sad. She was very spunky, called into the show quite a bit, just uh, loved to work out. You know, a lot of energy, really gave it the good good try and good fight. And which actually, before we get to callers, brings me to a question because she had asked me this in the awakening. Oh, yes, Tammy, you knew her, right? You heard, yeah. So, yeah, she was quite a contributor to the awakenings um, group. And one of the things that I so appreciate is she was very open about her journey with cancer and what she was doing to try to, you know, heal from it or get over it um, is really a better word on a physical level. And she'd asked me some questions. We'd worked privately together. Like I said, she'd done some of the Soul Path tele uh, workshops, and she'd called into the show quite uh, frequently. And one of the things that she brought up, and, and again, you know, I want to try to kind of keep it real, but I feel like it's a topic that isn't covered enough. Um, you know, definitely in social media, definitely in social, definitely in or the healing communities, is the idea of what healing is and and what does that mean? And you know, and she'd asked me, and a lot of times people quite wrongly, quite erroneously, quite mistakenly, whatever word you want to use, have come to believe, and certain people have written books on this. Uh, and made a lot of money on it, which it's a small, it's one viewpoint, but I, I can tell you, you know, having it two NDEs and crossed, you know, over working with guys, working with people as a shaman, bereavement counselor, as a therapist, it's, not, uh, you know, in a transpersonal psychology, it's not the truth that when we get ill or something happens physically to us, that it's less in consciousness or that if, if 
that we're meant to heal. You know, if you work with, you know, something's wrong if we don't heal. If we work with light workers or we get Reiki or we change our diet. I can just tell you we're very simple beings. We're really not complicated. I don't think life is complicated at all, but we are complex. We are layered. And in truth, I was having this conversation the other day with someone. You know, our consciousness, our mind is not an extension of our consciousness, and our body is not an extension of our consciousness or our, our, our physical body or vice versa. There's a meeting. There's so much more and more energy and more beings, group beings that are connected to us, our family lineage, our ancestor, um, the way that we've come in on a soul wave, you know, what we've chosen to highlight on this dimension. I've worked with people that were, which in my mom was one of them, seemingly not so conscious on this dimension that when they crossed over, oh, my God, when they came to me, information they gave me, or one of my near-death experiences my mom brought to me, I mean, it just, like, okay, so we really can't judge. And one of the misnomers, which I learned, thank God, a long time ago, and I always say we're, we, we're only known by our teachers in a way. I mean, our, the better the teacher or who we choose to work with. You know, one of them, Dr. Dehan, that I worked with for many years, a mentor, teacher, um, he had said, you know, people seek the their own consciousness. Cause I would say, why is somebody working with someone and they're not really changing or they're not really moving?
Hello? Oh, hi. Um, I can't hear you, unfortunately, Michelle. Um, I just heard that I was unmuted. But I, the whole, it's been off, so I don't know if you hear me. Um, maybe I'll hear it on the playback, um, you know, once it's recorded, like by tomorrow or later. <laughs> but um, anyways, can well, my name is Michi. Oh, okay, now I can hear you. Yes, yes. That was strange, and it was for a few minutes, like for a good 20, maybe 15. Hello? Uh-oh. No. <laughs> Michelle, can you hear me? I can't hear you anymore. Um, I'll ask my question and pretend I'm hearing you. <laughs> my name is Mitchy. I've called before. Um, my question is, <laughs> uh, what are your guides telling you about this new business that I started? How is it going to do? I just started this new business. Is it going to go well? <laughs> I hope I'm going to hang on and hope I hear you again. Hello, can you hear me? Oh, now I can hear you. I Okay, yeah, I hung up and then came back. I don't know what's going on. Is Carol saying <laughs> hi or what's going on? Okay, um, all right, to whom am I speaking with? Who is this? Okay, this is Mitchie. Mitchie, hi, Mitchie. Hi. Um, okay, I wanted to ask you, um, I just started this new business. Well, I had started it five years ago. And I put it on hold because it was requiring too much time. I started it over again this month. And um, it's something I'm, it's very dear to my heart. How do you see it going? <laughs> I hear so much hope in this question. Near and dear to your heart. <laughs> uh, let's see. Yeah. Does it take a lot? There's, there needs to be some adjustment to it, though, for you to have consistency or longevity. Does that make sense? That would make sense, yeah. Some changes. Okay. Let's see. Yeah, it is something. It's, I feel like it's something from your past, deep past. It's, it is something you are meant to do, but you have to shift it. Perhaps start out smaller mm-hmm. um, or or less time. Hold yourself back a little bit and then – Build slowly is what I'm hearing. Okay, so just to uh, understand, because I feel right now that I'm starting pretty slow. Um, I'm just, I don't even have a website yet. I just have a Facebook page, and mm-hmm. it's an idea. Yeah, but maybe, it's, I, I, but maybe yeah. it's before you, maybe it's before you jumped in. Because I feel like however the changes that you're doing it is better. So... Whatever it is about the starting slope, maybe the reason you had to stop it was because you didn't have the time and the focus before or the energy for it. It's going to naturally build is what I'm hearing. Oh, that's so that makes sense. sense. And also um, I'm into it. I'm also weaving in my own gifts of reading. I'm kind of doing it, you know, 
I, I feel like it'll weave in well with that um, because it's it's a kind of service that I'm offering to people, and I feel mm-hmm. that that's and and it is sort of what I'm meant to do. I just never knew how to find a way to do it, and this is the way I found to do it. Um, Perfect. But, but do you see? Are you able to see a timeline? <laughs> Yeah, I'm hearing it found you, and I would say probably more towards the end of the year, like December on, mm-hmm. for it mm-hmm. to really build up. So, you know, start start slowly, do what you can. It does show there's a lot of Virgo energy, so it is good. It is of service. You've come to do this. Um, you know, it is you're drawing it in from you know not just the past, what you shared with us, but past lives. Uh, but it is saying that because everything that we do, especially when we're being of service or doing readings or healing or helping, it's so much about our own path as well. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. oh, I agree. You know, I totally that totally well, resonates. Yeah. yeah. So there's some things you're learning or you need to focus on, and then that's going to amplify your gifts more. And then there's going to be more. So I feel like you're in this, Michi. You're in this dance. You've started it. Mm-hmm. Now just allow the flow to be there, allow it to grow naturally or organically. Okay. And okay. that means doing, do you, if, if you don't mind, does, that means doing what to allow it? Cause I feel I'm doing that, but am I blocking it somehow? The flow? I don't feel like. No, I'm kind of, re- I'm kind of reading on why you didn't stay with it. Cause you tried to jump in, you tried to do too much. That's going to be your lesson. Uh-huh. It's not trying to jump in. It's trying. To, uh-huh. it's, okay. it's not trying to do too much. Yeah. Because the minute you oh, try to do okay. too much, it's gonna it's gonna dissolve. It's gonna break apart again, or you're just not gonna okay. be able to do uh-huh. it. So you're on Got divine okay. timing. You're on the timing of your higher self. Yeah. So that's all. All right. Keep us posted. Thank okay? you, my dear. And come say hi on Awakening Group. Always. Oh yes, I love you. You're the best. Oh, thank, <laughs> thank you. you. Yeah, love. come say hi and share what you're doing. Okay, talk to you later. Take care. Bye. Bye. You too. Bye. Hello. Hi, you're on Awakenings. Welcome to the program. Hi, this is Christiana. Hi, Christiana. You're on air. What's your question? Um, my question is. What's the next step that I should take in my spiritual journey? Okay. What are you feeling guided to? Um, Yeah, I'm just curious to see what you. Well, I don't want curiosity. I want you. Yeah, you need to focus on well your beliefs, your sense of self, your spirituality. Um, but you need to work on trust, trusting yourself, and and being guided by your own intuition, your own awareness, or your higher self. So working on self-esteem, seeing yourself more as a resource, what are your resources, what are your gifts, it's really about you personally, okay? Mm-hmm. This is the next step for you. And integrating your intuition. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you. You're so welcome. Hello, and welcome to the program. You're on air. Hey, Michelle. This is Brendan. Hey, Brendan. Welcome. I wanted to ask you about um, 
do you see a life partner coming in any soon, and how do we meet? Okay. That life partner. Be the theme. Ooh, okay. Well, it's saying slow but sure. Um, I do feel like there could be. Hmm. got to be honest I think September October on I feel I feel like July August you could be meeting someone first of all I feel you're going to be more social so if you haven't been social I see you out more more oh good okay because I do feel you meet this person in a social setting and It could be like a party or a happening. I don't know if I'm seeing somebody's yard. I definitely see grass and some plants. So it's either if it's if it's in a uh, it definitely has a yard or a yard or a grass or like patio or something. It's something you're invited to. Um, but I also see. I don't know. Is at somebody's house because I see white tablecloths in the back or something light colored tablecloths, but I see like those long tables, like a lot of times they have in conference centers and things like that. So it could, I'm not sure if it's at somebody's house to be honest or at a place that just has this kind of cozy chill area in the back, you know? Oh, okay. But I definitely do see a life partner and the, the guys as well as your higher self are saying, the first step is being out there and being more social because I do feel there's a, a social situation where the two of you start talking and you could even leave together or go someplace to hang out or chat or go to another park that's either to get food or drink or more quiet or something. Cause I see talking and then I see you moving to another location. Yeah. They definitely you know. been getting me out of the house. <laughs> oh, good. See, they're already working on you. And there's something about cycling. So you guys like go cycling together or something? Or you, you have know, a backpack? Say that. Yeah, what and is that? I was actually thinking on? about doing, um, I was thinking about going to a soul cycle class. Because um, I was like, oh, oh. It, looks, it looks interesting. Yeah, and so it was, um, I was like thinking about doing that. So it's funny you say that. So maybe I should oh. go do that for sure. <laughs> well, go do it because you could meet somebody there. Maybe it's the, the person or you could meet somebody there and start being friendly and they invite you to something or there's something maybe in the back of the gym. I don't know. But I see cycling and I also, maybe I'm seeing the backpack. Maybe that's your gym bag. But I am seeing a bag flung over um, your hmm. shoulder. So, yeah, there you go. See, they're trying to guide you. We're guiding you to it. Your higher self is guiding you. Yeah, I love it. Thank you, Michelle. We all have to remember it's all about resonance. Sometimes people will tell, they'll say, why am I going here doing this? And I'm like, because it's resonance. To meet the person and hang out, there has to be enough resonance. So perhaps they have that interest. You know, like I said, at this gathering, I see the backpack slung over and biking. So I don't know if you bike there. Or you both are into cycling, and they're like, "Oh, I'm going to go early because I've got my Soul Cycle class early in the morning." You're like, "Oh, oh my God! I normally take it at four. Maybe I'll try the eight o'clock." Do you know what I mean? It's right. something like that. Cool, Perfect. Brandon. All right, keep us posted. Thank you. Uh huh. Talk later. Uh-huh.
Hello, you're on air. Hello, oh, hello. Um, good afternoon. Hi. Good afternoon, Michelle. I, I had sent you an email because um, I wasn't going to. I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to talk to you to you in time because I was going to be getting off phone oh, with my boyfriend. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> so I, I hurry up before he okay. gets here. Um, um, it is part, part of the reason is because of him. Um, there's this lady, this is this lady named Giovanni that lives across the street from me, and uh, he, he knew her before um, before I moved here. And um, it right. seems like, you know, from my observation, because I don't really talk to her, but from my observation, it seems like they're kind of interested in each other, or I'm, I don't know if I'm reading too much into it or anything. So can you tell what's going on with that? Okay, give me the names. You want to know if these two people, or if he's interested in her. Okay, um, his name is Charles, and her name is Giovanni. Okay, yes. Do they know each other? Um, uh, I believe they do. Um, and one, yeah, I feel I'm sorry. like there's a previous connection. What's your first name? Uh, my name is Vernell with a V, like in Virginia. Okay, Vernell. Okay, let's see. Are you interested in him? Because I feel like there's other women around him. Well, me and Charles have been um, involved um, for for a while on now. Uh, not, not, not is really it kind of on and off? Uh, no. Well, um, we, 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 does he work with uh, women? I, I see a lot of women around him. Um, well, the the only one I I know um is like he got a he got two sisters and he got a daughter named Priscilla, but she lives oh, in New York. Oh, okay, that could be. Okay, that could be because I see, okay. So what's coming up for Brunel Charles? So you're feeling a little bit of a vibe between there's an attraction there between Charles and. Uh, um, her name Giovanni. is Giovanni. 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 Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So sometimes, so like, to... it, it's. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh-huh. Go ahead. Sometimes there's what? Um, okay. Well, some, uh, he 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 had like an electric scooter, and sometimes he likes to just ride outside, just to, um, just to ride around. And um, she she could be outside, and she might call him to her, and he will go over there. Or if he sees her outside, he'll go over there. And, and it seems like I, I'm kind of getting the feeling like she's trying to attract him to her. And like I said, I don't know if I'm reading too much into it or if I'm being paranoid. And is she a friend of yours? And she's a friend no, of yours? No, I, I don't really talk to her. I, I don't. I don't really know her. And so, but it's just um what I'm seeing. Well, here's is, the. Here's the thing. Do I go, I, what I would say as a woman and as a therapist, don't ever worry about the other woman. It's the dude. <laughs> or if you're a guy, whatever, if you, the other person, whether a guy or a girl. It's about uh, what you have with, with this guy, Charles. So you got to get straight with that. I dated a guy years ago. I was engaged. He was in a rock band, a pretty well-known rock band, and women would throw stuff, offer things, DJs, whatever, let's go back. One time we were at a concert and they were like rubbing on him and through the bra, through the panties or whatever. And they're, oh, you know, all over him. And I was just there. And uh-huh. then he introduced me. Here's your, my, oh, this is my fiance. They were so apologetic. And I said, hey, I don't care. He, he, mm-hmm. This comes with the territory because I so trusted him. 
I so implicitly trusted him. So uh-huh. that's for you. That's for everybody out there. If you're not trusting, then there's something going on between you and the, and the guy or the girl or whomever you're dating, the other person. There is a little something. There's a little I play flirtation, so you're picking up on something. But, uh-huh. I, you know, some women, yes, yeah, some women do the femme fatale. They try to, you know, they're low self-esteem, so they want to try to get the guy, you know, lure them away or whatever. But a guy that's true blue and and has a good sense of self and, you know, good self-esteem isn't going to go for that. You know, they're going to be like, whoa, whatever. That's so, you know. (laughs) But, yeah, so there is something there. I feel you're picking up on it. You just have to decide now what you want to do about it, what you feel comfortable yeah, I confronted him. I confronted him about it, and um, and he was saying nothing is is nothing going on, um, and but you know, I mean, he he did. Well, that's he did not all, what I mean. He he did what? Uh, he he did he did offer one time to uh, introduce me to her, but um, I just said no. Why? Um. I just wasn't interested. I don't know why, but I just wasn't interested. Well, you need to, but you need to be. If he's offering that, he's trying to open up. He's there's some you know intimacy there. You want to know the people that your dude is hanging out with. You know what I mean? You want to know the people around, especially if they're offering. I don't know. I feel there's something there. I don't have time. I, you know this. I feel like what's going on is something between the two of you. Mm-hmm. Um. And when I mean confront, I don't mean to say, oh, that girl is trying to, you know, be worried about trying to pick you up or whatever, or, you know, or there she's, I don't trust her, I don't like her. It's like you mm-hmm. can just know that. You can just see that, you know, and then there's those opportune times to have that conversation or, you know, or, again, coming from empowerment, like, well, that doesn't seem so, you know, respectful, because if the guy's mm-hmm. not seeing it, that's his level of immaturity, you know. Because guys I know that I've been, in, you know, worked with, or I'm thinking of a couple I know that's in therapy, they can see it now. They've grown where they can go, yeah, trying to put the moves on me. I, I just moved to the other side of the room or I'm not interested, you know. So mm-hmm. I just feel, I feel like there's a lot, I feel like there's stuff going on between you and him that either you're not feeling so good about yourself, you're not trusting him. He could be giving some mixed signal. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally, I've dated guys that are like always have the damsel in distress. They're the friend that everybody goes to. I'm not wild about that. You know, I'm down. For guys have friends from long time, but I just find out that emotional incest, you know, or emotional cheating, what they call it. I guess it's emotional incest when it's uh, family. Um, mm-hmm. It's just dicey. It's just different. It depends on the people, depends on the type of relationship. But if you don't have really strong emotional connection and good emotional intimacy and your mate has it with someone else, mm-hmm. it always is problematic. Ne- as a ther- I'm open to it could be different, but as a therapist and as a, as a person that's been on both sides, of it, I've just never seen it really work well. Mm-hmm. So I think you got to I think you got to do some stuff, you know, kind of just if he wants to um you know, introduce why would, you know, be in his life. I mean, that's the best thing I can say for everyone is be in each other's life, not codependently enmeshing, 
but be in each other's life. Be a partner. Be the partner that you would want someone to be, right? So take uh-huh. interest. Okay. Um, and I, I got uh, another quick question, if if you can. Um, I, I got go. a scoop, but call back next week because I got we've got our uh, call our uh, guest calling in, and I want to get in a, a another uh, yeah question, but you can call in yeah next time. Okay, around the same time. Yeah, well, from twelve to twelve forty-five, twelve fifty, twelve fifty. Yeah. Okay. Okay, right, I'm, I'm on the East Coast. Okay, well, whatever time it is for you on the East Coast, I think it's three. Hello, and welcome. You're on Awakening. Hello. Oh, hi. You're on air. Hi, Michelle. My name is Andrew. Hello, and uh, I, I just uh, am new, like newly awakened, and mm-hmm. have I think I've found my my calling, and I've just seen mm-hmm. if you if you could help me. Uh, I, I'm kind of losing my confidence with it, I guess, or I'm in a lull, it's kind of stuck. Not I don't know what to do with the ideas. Okay. Okay. That happens. Sometimes we have to regroup, right? We have to reinforce. We have to regroup. Let's see. Mm-hmm. So what is your question? How to regroup? Because I feel like whatever you're doing, it's going to take more time. There seems to be a time issue, or it's just the beginning that you're starting this. Maybe it's more in the beginning yeah. is what I'm hearing. The very beginning. You're building. Okay, that's what it is, Yeah. And so it's it's so it's more of a side thing until it really starts taking off is what I'm hearing. So I would say just nurture it. You'll probably I would say Cancerian time maybe around, uh, which isn't that far off June, mid to end of June, probably end of June. Uh, I feel like there's going to be something that kind of gives you that energy again, gives you that okay, whew, making the right decision. You know, it's my wife it's and I have to go to. We were going to go to Bonnaroo in June, so we just got oh, to nice. twice. I don't think that's going to happen, but <laughs> okay. Uh, well, what, whatever it is, it, it it whatever it is, it does show that it's something positive on a work level that gives you that little oomph, gives you that inspiration to go, that little bump, that little spiritual bump. It's giving you kind of a nod. Yeah, you're in the right direction, or wow, this half this came through. Um, but again, because I feel you're at the beginning stage, just keep with it, okay, yeah. bit by bit, and you will have that little inspiring nod. It's, All right, it's Andrew, thanks for though. calling in. Right, thank yeah. you. Bye. Keep with it. You're welcome. We have time for one more quick one. We'll keep it up. Hello, and welcome to Awakening You're On Air. Hi, I'm, my name is Jackie. Hey, Jackie. Welcome to the program. Hey. Thank you. So um, I'm planning on moving out of the state next year, and also I want to start, like, this home-based business. And it just seems, like, too good to be true that both of those things could come true. Do you see it actually happening? Of course it's too good to be true because you're too good to be true. Of course it can. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Okay. Give me your first name again. Jackie. Jackie, let's see, Jackie. This is home based business. 
So we got a lot of business stuff, um, callers today, which I want to say kind of blanket for everyone is to stick with it and build slowly. I, I feel like your, um, yeah, yours is about staying inspired and staying connected. You, you need a you need a spirit buddy. You need someone that you can talk to when times get a little rough. So don't try to do it all on your own. You more particularly, I feel that. You know, connect with us on the Awakenings Group. Call in, to, you know, on Facebook. Call in. Maybe there's a friend, somebody that you can chat with. Because I do feel like there is this part of you that gets like, oh, I can't do this, or it's not going to happen. You know, so. Yeah. You need a little inspiration, buddy. Yeah, that that would be a good investment for you right now, and, and not to talk to the naysayers or the doubters right now. If you know someone's more likely to doubt what you're doing, or they're stuck in a job they don't want to, can't see the way out of, wait at least six months before you start sharing. Okay, because this is this is a this is a very strong. Um, spiritual learning lesson and test for you. It's a lot about believing in yourself, okay? And believing, okay. what I like to say when I get like that is like, instead of why me, why not me? Someone else can do it. Why not me? Okay? So you're, you're going to be moving into yeah. that. That's going to be your, yeah, okay? Why not you? Other okay. people do. All right, sweetie, keep us yeah. posted, Jackie. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Welcome. Okay. It's time for our awakening dialogue at the second half of the program. And we have with us today Bernadette King, who's an evidentiary psychic medium, shamanic practitioner, tarot reader, and animal communicator. She is the creator and channel of the ARC Tarot and Oracle Deck. And she's the publisher of What's My Spirit Animal? dot com and let's welcome her to the program here hello bernadette welcome to the program hi michelle thanks for having me hi yes great to connect with you <laughs> yeah. hello wow hello hello love your energy yes well, love what you're doing too uh, i want to just dive in uh, to get your first awareness or awakening as i like to say it and then Anything that you want to share that was wait, uh, leading up to this awaken of, awakening of you working with spirit animals, totems, power animals? Um, yeah, anything that you'd like to share on that line? So are you asking about my original awakening, which was like a yes. thousand years ago when yes. I was a kid? Yeah, oh, yes. We oh, well, yes, wow. exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you know, we want it all. We weird... want the beginning, the kid one. We like the kid one. I like that. We want the kid one, too. Uh, well, you know, like most people in this business, I was a kooky kid. I just, uh, you know, I talked to animals. I saw spirits. I just kind of had an understanding of the way things were working behind the scenes without anybody ever telling me. And, um, it, you know, if you fast forward to when I was 30, um you know, I'd worked in another industry and didn't really pay too much attention. I I didn't have guidance. We weren't a really spiritual family. They didn't know what to do with me. They just thought I was kind of weird. It never occurred to anybody that, you know, I might just be psychic, right? So right. Um, when I was, yeah, 
when I was 30, um, my mom was killed due to medical negligence, and that just sent me on a path oh, where wow. because we didn't, yeah, it was it was tough stuff. Um, not unlike what a lot of people go through, and so because we didn't, we weren't a spiritual or religious family, you know, I didn't know where to turn, and it was particularly uh, it was particularly hard for me. My mom and I are twin souls. And I lost my best friend in pretty much my whole world. So a friend of mine said, well, why don't you go to a psychic? And I was like, okay. And that was it. I spent the next year going to psychics, mediums, tarot readers, shaman, you know, pick a, pick a label for it. And, you know, some people were super legit and able to bring forth evidence um, of life on the other side. Right. You know, tell me things they couldn't possibly know, that kind of thing. And so I started to learn more about metaphysics, and it really called to me, and and it became pretty evident pretty quick that that was the world I was supposed to have started living in when I was a kid. And um, no matter whether they were good psychics, not great psychics, shysters, not shysters, every single one of them said to me, you know, one day you're going to be a professional psychic medium, to which I always responded, <laughs> of course I am, and went on, a, went on about my merry business. But one day I took a psychic development, well, a mediumship development class, um, and that was it. Changed the whole course of my life, and um, I've always done animal communication. I, you know, like most animal communicators, I get along much better with animals than I do with people. But I was walking down my hallway one day, and my house just disappeared, and there stood hundreds of animals, and they told me they wanted to wanted me to create a tarot deck, and I said, okay, I'd love to do that but I'm not an artist. So how are we going to do this? And they said, we'll find an artist. And it took me over a year, but then I connected with the amazing artist that we have, Heidi Sutherland. And through a pretty intense collaborative effort, the arc was born and here we are today. Wow. Love it. And I love, you know, cause so many of us, came in more awake and aware to, you know, nice degree. And we've, so it's so nice to hear your sharing your story because I know it's going to help so many other listeners or with their children. Why are they acting this way? Or why are this, this way, you know, and like, <laughs> right. Right. I hope so. <laughs> Take pause. They're not just kooky kids or, or you're not just kooky when you're growing up, you know, leading you somewhere. Um, right. And let me ask you, Bernadette, did you find that even though perhaps the support wasn't there, did you still to some degree find you listened? You listened to what was coming through for you or what you experienced? Did it register I did. At and that point? I, well, yes, because I didn't know any better, and it got me in never-ending trouble. And, and what I mean by that is, that. you know, when you don't know how you're supposed to be, and and I was a pretty organic kid, so my mom was a single mom. We lived in the proverbial trailer in the middle of the woods, so I had very little contact with people. When I went to school during the day, I had contact wow. with people, but on the weekends and in the in the afternoons and evenings, you know, she worked three jobs, so she didn't get home till late. I was alone a lot of the time, and so you know, throughout my lifetime as a child, I would get accused of listening at doors. Um, you know, you must have been mm-hmm. spying on us. There's no way you could know that. Yeah. Um, who yeah. did you ask about that? Who told you that? And, yeah. you know, I'm a triple Scorpio, so I was pretty blunt pretty early. And when people would say something to me that I knew was a lie, 
I didn't have a filter, I'd go, you're lying. You're a liar. So, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. so there are all kinds of I all totally kinds of relate, especially with how could you know that? You must have been listening. Right. Or you're lying. Yeah. And then, of course, you, you end up being vindicated like you were truthful or you knew something, you know, especially if it was something a little – what is it like the dirt on someone, you know, <laughs> putting it as a right. kid blurted out. Right. Yeah. Oh, that, well, that, and especially knowing things before they were going to happen. And because, yeah. you know, when you're a kid, you don't really understand time and space. And now that I'm older and I understand um, a lot of the science of metaphysics, I know there's no time and space, but when you would <laughs> go to your mom and say something like, well, what happened to Miss Sally's, you know, dog, nothing you know her dog is still alive no mom her dog died and no she didn't and then three days later how did you know that you know and then you know listen we were not a family of talkers or processors so it all just got swept under the rug I was just the weird kid so now I'm the weird kid that makes a really good living being weird so I'm vindicated you know it all it all worked out in the wash so that's right that's right so what let's um Coming, you know, with this, not just the wealth of insight and knowledge, but the the wisdom of what you've gone through, what would you say to people that are starting to open their gifts or, you know, whether it's working with, you know, spirit animals, totems, or their animal beings? Maybe some people are saying, uh, I know my dog, Yosha, I've learned uh, impeccable telepathy. I mean, I, I sort of had a little bit, and when she was younger, now that she's aged chronologically, she's really uses it a lot. And I, it's, I'm really getting pretty darn expert. In it. So, but how do people, you know, like somebody's listening to you, thinking, well, I don't have that, but maybe there, maybe there's, you know, animals that are trying to reach them or their own intuition. What can you share to those people? Sure. So. That's a lot of different questions in one question, and I'll start with I the know. most basic, which is how do you open yourself up intuitively, psychically, mediumistically, animal communication? And, you know, there's like a thousand jillion words for this, right, a thousand labels. So right. really it's to believe and understand mm. that it's not a gift. It, if you think of it as something we were gifted with naturally, like the ability to hear or the ability to speak, then it's a gift. But it's not like some great deity bonked us on, you know, just a few of us on the head and said, I give you the gift. It doesn't work that way. Mm. Our bodies mm-hmm. are hardwired to be big cell phones shoved in a meat suit. And there's mm. such a tremendous body of scientific evidence of all kinds of psi um, you know, being real, it's just not controllable 100% of the time, and it's not accurate 100% of the time, or 100% accurate 100% of the time. And so it can't, it can't at this point be qualified as science, right? So right. that doesn't mean that it's not true, and it doesn't mean that it's not controllable to some degree. And then there are things that come into play. You know, everyone can play basketball, but not everybody's going to make it to the NBA, right? So mm-hmm. it's nature, it's nurture, but mostly it's trying to break away from, you know, being afraid you have the gift or you don't have the gift or you're a chosen one or not chosen one and just settling down into the natural cycle of it all. It's like when people call me for animal, <laughs> when people call me for animal communication, <laughs> they're like, how did you know that? 
Like, well, because the only way your animal has to communicate is telepathically. They're not going to write you a letter Mm -hmm. and they're not going to, you know, send you a video or FaceTime you. That's how they communicate. You've just got to sync up your brainwaves with them. And, you know, it's pretty easy. So just trying repetitively, Mm -hmm. you know, if you try it once or twice, whatever your goal is, whatever your intention is, and you don't get it, okay, we all went through that. I still go through that. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, you know, I read a few thousand people a year, and sometimes, you know, there'll be five or six people in a year. I'm like, dude, I got nothing. I'm sorry, but I am pinging off of you like Mm -hmm. I'm walking right into a metal wall. And it happens. Mm -hmm. But mostly believe that you can because you can because that's how you're naturally hardwired. Now, when it comes to spirit totem and power animals, so – as much science as there is in this, there's got to at some point, due to my observations, this is purely my opinion, right? My observation mm-hmm. is when someone is so hardcore set in the science of this, they don't get as many or as accurate of messages, whether from the spirits on the other side, psychically or animal communication wise, because there's something about opening yourself up to belief where it's a belief in spirit guides, a belief in angels, a belief in spirit totem and power animals that expands everything. It expands every intuitive ability you have. I wish I could explain it, but I can't. Um, I have a lot of theories, but I can't, you know, give you anything concrete. But when it comes to spirit totem and power animals, well, my first reaction was, why the heck would the animal kingdom want to waste their time running around trying to help us well because it's reciprocity there are a lot of us out there that Mm. run around and spend our lives in either our whole life or some portion of our life trying to do right by animals and trying to do good by animals and trying to share this planet effectively and benevolently and compassionately with animals and we're not separate so duh why wouldn't we be there for them and why wouldn't they be there for us And at some level, we share so many DNA pairings with so many plants and animals that when people say we're all connected and we're all one, uh, yeah, we are from a a physical level in a lot of different ways. So, So that's, I always have to, when I teach classes, I always address that first is, well, where do spirit totem and power animals come from? Why would they exist? How could they exist? And how can we better, you know, work together? Well, the very best thing, again, you can do is just believe, believe that they will show up to you. So, for instance, I gave a reading um, yesterday, and this gal was like, well, I'm just, you know, I think I know what my totem animal is, but I just, I really need to know what my totem animal is. And I said, well, I'm seeing a snow-capped mountain with a wolf standing on top of it. She was like, oh, my God, a wolf has been my spirit animal my whole life, my totem animal my whole life. And she told me these really cool stories about finding a shell on the beach that was in the shape of a wolf and turning over a rock in her yard when she was thinking about her wolf and there were paw prints underneath this rock. It was super cool. So how how did I happen to come upon that information that a wolf was her spirit animal? Well, it could be argued that I psychically linked mm-hmm. to her and telepathically picked up that information because it's already in her energy field. I personally know mm-hmm. I didn't do that because I understand how to direct my energies and where to receive messages from, I called out to the spirit world and I watched in my mind's eye, I watched a wolf walk up on the top of a cliff on a snow capped mountain. And there's a whole nother story with her and mountains and snow and, you know, that all, all came Mm. into play. 
but it was the willingness to trust in the spirit world. It was the willingness to trust in myself, and it was the willingness to go with the first thing that came to me and not try to interpret, not try to, you know, change it. Just let's go with the purest thing that we've got first, and then we can go out from there. The other thing that I would say is if people are trying to connect personally with their spirit totem or power animal, to to not have sexy spirit animal syndrome. You know, everybody wants a wolf mm. or an elephant or an eagle, all the noble yeah. animals. But, you know, uh, yeah. I, Good point. You know, I find that ants are, they're pretty powerful critters. They might annoy us, but they're mm-hmm. awful great shadow teachers. Um, you know, even things as crazy as a pangolin, like in my deck, the pangolin um is they're the most trafficked animal in the world. There's all this awful stuff with them. Mm. And so they're the dark night of the soul card. And what can that teach us? You know, and there's so many things that maybe mm. an animal that you wouldn't, you might not even recognize. You might have to even look it up online. It could be a fantasy mm-hmm. animal. It could be a unicorn. It could be a dragon. It can be something I've had people go into spirit animal meditations and come up out of it and go, I don't want to talk about what I saw. Well, why not? Well, because it's not a real animal. It kind of like had the head of a this and the head of a that and then the body of this and the body. And I'm like, but it's your animal. Why can't it be an amalgamation of different animals? Maybe that's what you needed at this time. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, there is a difference. Not it, It's in the system that uh, the animals asked me to create. A spirit totem and power animal, depending on which culture that you're deriving the kind of the definition from, though all of those things are interchangeable, but it get, it can get very confusing for folks. And so the, the animal allies asked me to classify a spirit animal as the animal that comes to you in your hour of need that you may or may not even know consciously that your soul cried out for. Um, your totem animal is who you are inside, and your power animal is the animal that you need that lives inside of you that you invoke or you call forth that energy. They do it a lot in sports, you know, have the courage of a lion, have the speed of a jaguar, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, And your totem animal, who you are, you've always got to take into consideration your zodiac signs in all of the credible, Mm. real zodiac systems. So, you know, like Mm -hmm. I'm a snake in the Chinese zodiac, I'm a triple Scorpio in the Western zodiac and the Native American zodiac, I'm a snake. And I have to take those into consideration. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, Scorpio, I am a Scorpio. So that would be your personal energy, right? Correct. these elements, yeah. Right, would be in the who you are, part of your totem then, right? Correct. And then a spirit animal, so just to give... Yeah. So let me just say this about totem animals. So obviously you're going to have multiple totem animals because in the Zodiac, um, now certainly, you know, if you're a Libra, um, you don't have an animal that's, but that's in the Western culture. If you turn to the Chinese culture, all of them, all of their Zodiac signs are animals. If you turn to the Mayan or Incan or Native American animals represent all of those. So you will have, you may not have it in the Western, right? Um, and also Gemini, although I personally think humans can be spirit animals. They're animals, so why can't a human be a spirit mm-hmm. animal? So right. like you that. may not necessarily, like if you're a, a heart, you know, if you're a Libra, 
you you may not have a spirit animal from your zodiac sign, but you certainly will from the Chinese system or the Native American or Mayan or Incan system, and certainly the Celtic system. But then, so for instance, I have those animals, but I've I've been obsessed with bears since I was old enough to ever see one. And even before I knew about all of this, one of the first things I did when I started walking my spiritual path was I looked up the etymology of my name. And my name, Bernadette, is the feminine of Bernard, which is a French name. And French to English translation of Bernard means brave, strong bear. So before I ever oh knew my about God. it, so oh. yeah, crazy, right? Yeah. So oh. then your spirit, your spirit, yeah, your spirit animal, um, it's a... Uh, it can be very, very deeply personal, and it can also be a little bit confusing or it can be very obvious. Um, about uh, almost two years ago, I started seeing unicorns everywhere. You know, I, I'm a woo-woo person. I like unicorns as much as the next person, but I'm not a nine-year-old girl, right? And I'm like, why do I keep seeing these unicorns? Well, then I went through a divorce, and lo and behold, this whole magical story unfolded about how I got my house, and guess what? My neighborhood that I bought my house in is right next to, get this, Forest of the Unicorn. Really? So oh, my, my spirit animal during that time was a unicorn, and unicorns kept trying to get my attention and tell me it will be okay and it will all work out magically wow. and believe and all of these things. And I was like, unicorns, you guys are irking me. I don't know what you mean. Go away. <laughs> and still they persisted. So you might end up seeing flamingos all over the place, and you might need to just focus on balance, right, like how they stand on one foot for hours at a time. You might need to really pay attention to their pink color, which is about unconditional love. You might see flies everywhere and wonder, okay, what's going on with the flies? Um, You might see eagles everywhere. Like I live in Florida, and I live in a pretty rural place, so I see a lot of wildlife. But there was a stretch of time uh, about five years ago when, I I mean, every time I was was like, do do we have like an eagle sanctuary moving next to us, or what is the story? Because every day, four and five times a day, I would see eagles, and then one day they just disappeared. Like they weren't there, or they moved to a different zip code or something. But I learned my lesson I learned what I needed to know from them, and they came to give me the energy that they did, and then that moved on. So that's those are probably the biggest talking points, I guess, about the world of spirit, totem, and power animals that I could give. Now, I love that. Now, one of the things, um, and by the way, Tammy in the chat is loving this. She's saying she's loving okay. what you're sharing here. I am as well. Um, yeah, believe. Yeah, really enjoying Bernadette's energy and sharing. One of the things you can say about the, yeah, the trust, um, the belief, the trust, and being open. And and as you're talking, I'm thinking you're very open. In other words, like you're seeing the ants. You're seeing whatever that animal being is or, you know, insect, whatever is coming through. You're pausing. So you're getting those messages. So it sounds like a lot of it from what you're sharing is, the belief, but also being open, open to receive or open to take that into consideration. Oh, yeah. Does that makes sense? Oh, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. And the other thing is, is being open. I mean, sometimes I have visions, which sounds totally certifiable. I'm very aware of that, but it, it's, what can I tell you? It's true. Sometimes I'll hear, sometimes I'll hear the animal 
you know, if it's a bark, if it's a chirp, if it's a whatever. And sometimes I'll smell because I grew up around animals and there's, Mm -hmm. you know, no mistaking what cow and horse, you know, poo smells like Mm -hmm. or this or that. And sometimes I'll smell it. um, And then sometimes I'll feel them brush up against me. And that's a good way. I did a, oh, I don't know, reading, I don't know, a couple days ago, they all start to blend into each other after every now and again. But when I stepped into this person's energy, I was literally in the water and there was a long cylindrical form swimming beside me. I couldn't see it, but I could feel it. So I was able to describe the size of it and the feel of being in the water and what the water was like. And eventually we discovered that it was eel energy for very specific reasons. Mm. And because of, I could see in the water, the water was not murky. It was not scary. I was not afraid of this animal. You know, um, we were able to get to the symbolism of all of that and she went off to, to to study eel energy to help her through this thing that she's going through. So um, other times I've had, one of my favorite stories is I had this gal in and she wanted to know what her spirit animal was. And I said, well, I keep seeing a big white swan, beautiful big white swan. She said, I got nothing. I don't resonate with that at mm. all. And I said, well, have you ever been around swans? And she said, no. And I said, well, first of all, they're really big birds. Second of all, they look serene and beautiful and peaceful, but they are aggressive and mean. And this big swan is going up at me. This swan is spreading out its wings, and it's at me, and it's really insistent. You must know that a white, beautiful white swan is your spirit animal. She said, well, the only thing that I can think of, she said, get this, she said, and it's a stretch. She said, my family's nickname for me ever since I was a young child is Ugly Duckling. And I'm looking at her oh thinking, my and God. you don't understand why why a yeah. beautiful white swan is your spirit animal? Hello. Oh. And my heart broke for this woman because who does that? Wow. Who nicknames their kid right. Ugly Duckling? And yeah. the spirit animal world wanted her to know she not only was she never an ugly duckling, but she certainly is not now. She's a beautiful white swan. So they can come in some pretty profound ways. And if you think that you've been visited, you've probably been visited and it can show up. Animals can show up in songs. They can show up in paintings. They can show up in Pez. <laughs> I had a, a uh-huh. client that had a whole thing with Pez dispensers and chickens. Hilarious story. And they can show up in songs um, they can show dreams. That's a big way that the animal allies show up. So just be open and be and be grounded, right? So mm-hmm. and it, it can get difficult sometimes to know the difference between a flight of fancy and a real visitation, but you just have mm-hmm. to go with your gut, and you've got to trust yourself that you'll know, and you've got to trust the animal ally kingdom. They're going to show up when it's appropriate. They're going to give you the appropriate messages, and they're always there to help. Now, helping might mean kicking your butt a little bit, showing you things you don't want to see, like the shadow work animals. But a flamingo can be a shadow work animal under the right circumstances. So it's just staying open and trusting. I I can't say that enough. I can't overstate it. Mm-hmm. Well, I love what you're I, – but I think that's such great advice, I mean, for life or anything, and for opening up to this 
aspect of oneself and to receive those messages, you have to first be open to it. Yeah, otherwise, right, you're missing them all the time. They're there. They're obviously, mm-hmm. they're, they're there um, trying to reach you, right? Another aspect of you trying to reach you. Mm-hmm. Now, Brenda, tell us a bit about how your the Arc Tarot and the Oracle deck came about. You touched on it a little bit in the beginning, and, and what the process was for that, and how do people, how can people use this? We get this a lot. How do I use this deck? You know. Sure. So it, the deck started out just to be an Oracle deck, and just for clarification, a Tarot deck is at its core an oracle deck. I mean, runes are an oracle uh, tool. Um, Tea leaves are an oracle or an oracular tool. People can be an an oracular tool. Psychics, mediums, we are oracular tools. So it was just going to start out with like 50 cards in it. And then I was at the Arthur Findlay College uh, in England taking a mediumship class. And in a, in a meditation, in a trance, the animals came to me and said, look, 50 of us is just not enough. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, I can do a full tarot deck that's 78 cards. And they said, well, why do you have to limit it to 78 cards? And why does it have to be just a tarot deck? You're only, you're limiting yourself mm-hmm. and we don't limit you. So what are you doing? And I was like, okay, 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 okay. Okay, I'll put 100 cards in. Wow. Okay, that's better. Wow. So that's where... <laughs> That's where the name The Ark came from because the entire point of creating this deck is twofold, with the ultimate goal being to raise people's awareness of animals so much and deeply connect them so much that they want to do things for animals, even if it's just like donate $5 a month to their local shelter, spend one day every six months at their local shelter, you know, take up some kind of cause, you know, knit sweaters for wayward penguins. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But anything that people mm-hmm. can do for animals, that's the point of the deck, right? And mm-hmm. so when I was like, okay, well, there's 100 cards in it. Now what do I do? Okay, well, let's make 78 of them traditional cards, and then the other 22 are bonus cards. Awesome. So that's what we did. So when you use this deck, and by the way, there are four add-on decks so that you can ultimately have 148 cards. And those add-on wow. decks are themed. Like one of, one of them is fantasy and prehistoric. One of them is moms and babies. One of them is friends, family, and lovers. And then another one is the mystery deck where you don't know which animals you're going to get until it shows up, right? So if you are a reader of tarot and you love tarot, you can use it as a straight-up tarot deck and you get the added symbolism of the animals tied in with the traditional Rider Waite tarot. If you don't know anything about tarot and you don't want to know anything about tarot, okay, no worries, because on the cards, there's nothing on the cards. Like if you pull up um, an ace of pentacles, there isn't a pentacle on the card. There's not a cup on the card. It's just the animal in its natural setting. And, And you can just ignore the words at the bottom. Um, and you can just use it as an oracle deck. You can use it as a, one of my favorite things to do. I've been practicing with this with my mock deck is to do shamanic healings where I flip a card for each person, you know, all seven of the chakra points and find out what they need to be focusing on on that chakra at that time. Holy cow, has that been just crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. So you can use it for shamanic journeying. You can use it. I mean, there's just so many things you can use it for. And with the deck, I've given six free 
uh, half-hour classes, the link to those classes is inside the book. And, you know, listen, there's, those links are eventually going to get shared around. I'm, you know, I, I'm not ignorant to that fact. People that never bought the book or never bought, never bought the deck, you know, their friends will share it. And that's cool because it will still teach people how to work more closely with animal energies, which in turn should result in them having this desire to help animals in a bigger way than they already do. So, you know, certainly you can use it as a playing card deck. We thought it would be fun if we just went ahead and included, you know, the four suits on the, um, you know, the four traditional suits in the Rider weight Tarot all correlate to a traditional playing card suit. And if you want to use them as playing cards, you can. Um, you don't have to, but it's there if you want to. So it can be used in a variety of different ways. And people will come up with more ways than I've even come up with, I'm sure. And they'll be able to school the rest of us on how to use them. So it's kind of a, not really kind of, it is the deck for everybody, whether you're a beginner Mm -hmm. and you're just starting out with all of this, or you're a seasoned expert in any one of these, oracle readings, tarot readings, shamanic healings, working with spirit, totem, and power animals, the deck is for you. And the other thing I'd like to mention is, you know, obviously we have a drawing of a of a of a stegosaurus, and we have a drawing of a T Rex, and we have a drawing of a um, of a of a dragon. But the rest of them, they're all real pictures of real animals. They're not artist renderings. So the energy, the power, the medicine that these cards bring—you should see people's faces when they see them for the first time. Their jaws hit the floor, not because it's beautiful, which it is, if I do say so myself. But they're like, that animal looks so real. I feel like I could reach into that card and touch them or pet them. Or like they're going to step out of the card right into this room. And I'm like, right, exactly. Yeah. So they're going to do some pretty magical stuff all around this world. And I'm so very grateful, just so very honored to have been the vehicle for that. And it's not just me. A lot of people went into making this deck, right? Um, A lot of people, the artist, I had people that helped me, you know, there are symbolism experts out there that know this stuff way better than I do. I turned to them, you know, I had some help with the content creation by some pretty well-known writers just to get different perspectives because I can't possibly know everything. And it's, uh, it is a heck of a body of work. The book is 376 pages, and every animal is in there, all 148 animals. Um, we've got a section about the elements. We've got a section about numerology. We've got a section about the directions so that we're not just shoving meanings at you, tarot card meanings or oracle <laughs> meanings or spirit animal meanings, that you have other information to draw from you know, because you may get an animal and you may be like, I just, man, I, I know I've got a polar bear, but I just can't focus on the bear. I'm just very focused on the ice and the North Pole. And it may be the North Pole that's the message, but the polar bear was the vehicle for that. You know, you may. Oh, I like that. Get it, that could be the vehicle. Yeah. And you. Oh, sure. And you may be like, especially like the macaw. We've got a gorgeous, gorgeous scarlet macaw that is the world card, right? And you may be not focused on the world card. You may be focused on the rainbow colors of the macaw, which would then give the um, added meaning of, hey, if you keep following your rainbow, you will find your pot of gold 
and then the whole world will be yours. You know, take flight, find your, find your pot of gold at the end of your rainbow. Um, it could be, uh, I've, I've had a scarlet macaw come out before and I looked at a person and I was like, you're really dying to come out, aren't you? Yes. And my family's going to disown me and hate me. And I'm like, no, they're not, you know, they might be, who knows what they'll go through, but this is your life path, so on and so forth. So there can be, you, you may be focused on the number of the card, you know, you may draw a card or two and mm-hmm. just can't get away from the number 10. And maybe the number 10 was mm-hmm. a birthday, a death date, um, a wedding date, some kind of significant thing. Um, you know, it can be so many things. So the idea is to be able to hip people to, it's not just one thing. And you're not wrong if you flip a card and you're not focused on what you think you should be focused on, but your intent or your attention, your intuitive eye is drawn to something else. That's the animal ally saying, okay, hey, yes, I know that I'm a mouse, but I, you know, these things are on my card. So I brought you these things, but it's not about me. Now I'm going to step out of the message and you get what you need for you or your client. Again, I hear the, the the undertow of that being open, really being open to receive the messages <laughs> and really looking. And then, yes. Well, and too, Bernadette, right as you're talking, I'm thinking the way you're having people or suggesting people to read the cards, it's like it's also reinforcing their intuition because it could be a number. Maybe it's the actual animal or what they remind them of the animal or it's the number or the colors on there or, you know, it's so mm-hmm. Because to me, that's how life is. It's always giving us these messages. Like, what do we want to call it? Surreal. So that's a very, I feel, I mean, very good direction in sharing to people. Um, because I think sometimes people get too locked into how to read or what the meaning of something is. When you're, like you said, the, your higher self could be saying, hey, it's unicorns because that's where you're going to be. Everything's okay. Um Mm-hmm. And we don't really know how the message is going to come through, do we? I mean, on one level. I mean, we just have to be open to receiving it. Right. Now, it's interesting you mention that because I believe, uh, so like in my practice every day, uh, I'm a straight-up evidential psychic medium. I will use the cards if people ask me to. And now that I have my own deck, well, of course I'm going to you know, flip a, flip an animal card for everybody that comes in, but – um, or everybody they read over the phone or Skype or whatever, but, you know, people that will only read tarot, let's say that we're just talking about tarot, and they will only read them, the cards based on the tried and true, the Celtic cross, the this, the that, the whatever, all of these spreads, and all they're doing is regurgitating back the information that they read in a book or on a website. That's, it's one kind of reading but not necessarily a complete reading. Now, there's a theory that says, and and I've watched it happen many, many times in my own practice, the right card is going to fall for the right person in the right position at the right moment, and I believe that. But there are so many ways that people can go deeper into their practice. Um, And to prove this, one of the things I do when I teach classes, when I teach an evidential psychic medium class, I always have tarot night. And I pull random obscure tarot decks because I've got a zillion of them. I'm kind of a freak about tarot decks. In Oracle decks, I will pull random decks and I will pull a random card and I'll show it to a, a, I will show it to a student and say, okay, using this tarot card that you've never seen before, I want you to 
to do a reading using this tarot card for this student over here that they didn't choose. And every single time, every single time they'll be able to say, I don't know why, but I'm really drawn to the staff and the light in this person's hand and so on and so forth. And I just feel like you're going through a time where you're shining a light for a lot of people and you're trying to find your own way out of the darkness. Oh my God, that's right. Here's what's happening. So on and so forth. So I believe spirit acts divinely and it doesn't matter. You could pick a stick up out of the yard. I could pick up a pine cone out of the yard and feel or intuit what I'm supposed to tell another person or even to myself, else my attention would never have been drawn to that pine cone. It would have been drawn to the salamander or the daisies in my friend's yard or do you know what I mean? Your attention will Mm -hmm. be drawn to what it's supposed to be drawn to. Mm -hmm. Powerful. Oh, Bernadette, and you are so powerful and what you're (laughs) gifting us with in the world is very empowering. Um, Yeah, thank you so much for being on the program. We're winding out now. Give an open invite to come back anytime you like, and I just love what oh, you nice. shared with thank all of you. us. So, yeah, thank you so much. Really, it's very powerful. Power animal, I'm telling you, very powerful. Very uh, to me, power is empowerment. So I, I really get that from you. So thanks for taking the time to be on Awakening. My pleasure and my honor. Okay, take care. All right, our awakening guest today was Bernadette King, and we were talking about her amazing awakening and unfolding, and it's still continued unfolding. Uh, her recent book is The Arc Tarot and Oracle Deck. Uh, you can find out more information by going to her, uh, she has multiple websites, but uh, spiritanimal.com is one of them as well, and as well as on her socials as well. All right, everyone, so great to connect with all of you. Um, always have such a great time. So as always, continue to shine your light, share your insight, and of course, keep away. I'm getting Awakenings broadcast every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific time. Archive shows available on iTunes. For continued awakened conversations and insights, join the Awakenings group on Facebook. And check out Michelle's blog at soulplayground.com. And keep awake. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu visit.